Real opinions, real talk. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, hosted by Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. If it moves you now or in the future, you can rest assured that they'll be talking about it right here. So here they are, the mobility duo with the technology twist, Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is our number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Ken, Passing Lane, Chester with Sasha J, Electric Power Little, in <laughs> studio and at the wheel as we get this hour underway. On tap, we take a look at the all-new 2020 Toyota Supra, mm. the automaker's first super performance coupe offered in America in over 20 years. Had it really been that long? 21 years. Yes, wow. it has. During the Tech with Sasha segment, Sasha J talks about electrified construction vehicles and drones with legs. Drones Dr- with legs. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I got nothing. Imagine frog legs. I got It'll make exactly. It funnier. No, that's. It'll make it funnier. I'm dealing with ribbit, that. Ribbit. It, no, it's not right. <laughs> it's definitely something. Anyway, all that in this hour. You can call or text the show via the Roadworthy Drive Line. That number eight seven two 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 nine seven nine three. Or you can email us at ken at roadworthydrive.net. Please do say hi to my co-host and card carrying researcher geek. Miss Sasha J. Little. Yes. Howdy. And I actually just got the platinum edition of Researcher. Did you now? Yes. So now my my card is actually uh, platinum. Platinum. Yes. You need to share that thing? Uh, No. No. Is it radioactive? It is not. Uh, You have to carry it on you at all times. I I understand you carry it in a a metal card holder, though. Well, yes. A a lead-based card holder. Yes. Well, it has to be protected. Mm. The truth has to be protected. Ah, ah, I still think it's radioactive. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Speaking of legs, Mm. Hyundai just unveiled... Unveiled? Unveiled. Unveiled. We're evidently making up pronunciations of no I words. think we're creating new words. Awesome. Ah. Hangry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing for you. Uh-huh. A car that walks on four legs. I mean, weren't we just talking about, you were talking about my drone with, like, with legs, and now you bring up a car that looks like a UFO met with, like, the Mars Range Rover. Uh huh. And they had a baby. And they had a baby. Ew, and it is a uh, cute little <clears throat> no, UFO. No. With no, cute little wheels. No. Baby. No. It, this is this is the kind of look only a mother could love. <laughs> I want you to know. Hyundai introduced another version, other than wheels and flight, um, that does more than maybe used wheels. Uh, they call it uh, a concept car that's designed to walk as easy as it rolls. It's called Elevate, and it kind of looks like the Daddy Long Legs machine, and it has wheels at the end of long robotic legs that will allow users to drive, walk, or even climb over the most treacherous terrain. Now, literally all I am thinking of when it says treacherous terrain, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be walking over traffic. Uh, No. Like, I'm going to literally be like, okay, that's it. I am done. And just literally start no, walking. No, it's not, not going to work that way. Like walking. They, they call it the ultimate mobility vehicle. Yes, watch it. And it was inspired by the need for resilient transportation in disaster zones uh, okay. where conventional vehicles are offered rendered useless, like debris, broken up cement, 
things you can't get over. Right. And or I, a car or a truck, ink, it's not going to work. Right. And I'm still hearing traffic. Like I'm. No. Like California no, stuck no, in traffic no, for like three hours. No. Elevate can drive to the scene and climb right over flood debris or crumbled concrete. Okay. Uh, the reason why this isn't going to work for you, though, is that they're talking about the ability to climb over a five-foot wall <laughs> and step across a five-foot gap. Okay. So you're not getting up over traffic. Sorry. <sighs> That's not happening. Well. Now, they even said <laughs> they envisioned <laughs> ah, they envision, uh, this body being able to switch out different types ah. of body for different situations. Can I? Can it turn into a boat? Uh, Will it fly? Doesn't say all that. Now we understand all the UFO sightings, people. Oh, my goodness. It was Hyundai. Let it go. The whole time. Let it go. Uh, a concept video produced by Hyundai shows the vehicle performing a mixture of driving and walking. Yes, it does. When the surface when the surface is relatively flat, the vehicle turns conventional wheels. But when the terrain grows craggy, the vehicle's wheels craggy. appear to lock into place, and its legs extend, taking synchronized steps forward. Imagine that, and then getting to an, a, a space somewhere up there where they can level itself on an incline, so rescuers can even load a stretcher. Okay, now, and transport people out. Okay, now I have a few questions. I'm sure you do. And I, I'm not quite like I'm visualizing this thing like enfolding mm -hmm. and literally looking like, you know, like when you spray a spider mm -hmm. and it plays dead mm -hmm. and then you walk away and then it like starts twitching its legs and then flips over and then it's like running again. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm, I'm envisioning this. Well, I guess we'll just have to see if they ever bring something I don't want to see this. that. No, I've got phobias. I do, you. Yeah. <laughs> Arachnophobia, is that what we're talking about it here? It is, it is. Okay, well, let me give you something a little bit down to earth. It also gives something a little bit more to like four-wheel drive. Like, what do you even call that? <laughs> uh, they call it the ultimate mobility vehicle. I know, but you know, you have four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. And this. And that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, how about something a little closer to earth? Closer to earth. Yes. Than a car with leg. Wheels. Yes. I'm scared. At um, this point. We've talked about Canvas. We have talked about Canvas, yes. And, and for the record, it is a subscription service that Ford is making available in San Francisco, Bay Area, and Los Angeles. Yeah. And Sasha was wishing they'd come a little bit further east. Uh, uh, yeah, because I think Like about the, 1,800 miles. I was, but then the Deerson and yeah. uh, winter. A piece of another kind of mobility is a service piece of Ford. All right. Bit the dust. <gasps> That's right. Chariot. Yep. It's not Canvas. No, it's not Canvas. It begins with C. Yeah. But, but it's chariot. chariot. Yeah, I want yep. to be clear here. Yeah. Now here's the messed up part. It's a ride sharing service. Yes, they it was. bought it in 2016 to expand a expand into mobility. Uh huh. And it's going to be closed by the end of March. Not even three years. Uh, yeah. I mean, how do you expect to actually compete though with Uber and Lyft? Well, understand this is not for its only venture they got a no. lot of stuff going on no but, but it didn't make it didn't make the price it didn't make the investment expenses cut yeah ford was cutting a lot of jobs you had to look at it do we have traction yes or no if not doesn't make sense to put more money in after bad money if you're not going to get there yep <coughs> now, and that's it did make me look up canvas <laughs> because i was wondering if they were going to shut this down and yeah. Canvas is still pretty much a in, local experiment. Yeah, in the baby stages. Yeah. It, why wouldn't they kill that? 
But so far, it looks like that your canvas yeah. is still alive. It's still alive. I, I think don't know for how much longer. Yeah, it's but kind it's of still morphed. Alive. Like I, I when I brought it up, mm -hmm. canvas was all about, you know, I was talking about how they had a really good idea as far as car subscription and so on and so forth. But it's like they stopped and now it's kind of just like an extended car rental program Well, is what it's become. Yeah, and I just... We're gonna see. We're gonna have to see if they grow out of it or what. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Auto Show. Yes. Which is going on. Yes. <laughs> love it. Don't love it. Um, Ten luxury makers: Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Volvo, Porsche, Jaguar, Land Rover. No. Yep. They skipped the show. However, one company that was there and making big news: uh, Ram. Uh, Wait a minute. It looks like a GMC. You know what? Yeah. You know how many trucks they sold last year? I get a rough, I, a rough they, yeah, idea. Yeah. Up as a group, Ram pickup line was the third best-selling vehicle of any type in the U.S. last year. Okay, but third best. 536,980 Rams. That's really just not that impressive. Sorry. Uh, highest sales since the 93 Ram was introduced. Which was my old time. No, the 94 Ram was my No, 96. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, the 93 Rams. was the new design. Eh. And they turned down that they couldn't build that year. 278,000 orders they couldn't fill. Yeah. That year. I, I can't say that I'm all that impressed with the new Ram. Well, you I know, just... you know, uh, you may not be, but a lot of people are. Well, they're and, third best. And, well, you know what? Who took first? Hold well, on. Obviously Ford. Yep. But who was second? Chevy. Really? Well, Chevy GMC. I really thought the Toyota had a break. No, 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 not even close. Oh, they don't shame. build those kind of numbers. Uh, Toyota maxes out at about one hundred fifty thousand. Eh, Nissan I was about the same. Hoping. I no. like the Toyota Tundra. Not, well, you know what? Uh, Their little problem. Yeah. You got to build a plant big enough to build that kind of vehicles, and they don't. Maybe they make it in one plant, in San Antonio. Maybe I just want to be exclusive. Some people are just picky. Right. Yeah. Well, try this. What do you got? Ram the twenty twenty. I believe it's 2020 or right. 2019. No, 2020. Right. Uh, heavy duty pickup. Yep. Ram. Uh huh. Thousand foot, foot feet of torque, and uh, towing. Uh huh. 17 tons. Yeah, my electric pickup truck just buried that. So I mean, I don't really. Yeah, probably not as much money though. Yeah. <laughs> thousand horsepower. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. A thousand foot pounds of torque. Again. Out of a Cummings <clears throat> diesel rated at 400 horsepower. The electric pickup truck just put that in the sand uh, yeah if you got the money and if you can get one i'm gonna get one yeah we'll see if they build it this one's being built we don't know if yours is gonna get built it'll actually. get built they already gave away one we'll see <laughs> coming up we say hi to an old friend the all-new 2020 toyota supra stay tuned Roadworthy Drive is America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. For 75 years, the attribute that most people have been willing to give to the name Buick is luxury. That's been true from the very beginning, on through the touring cars and what was fondly called the doctor's cars. That tradition of luxury goes on in this Buick Electra. Now, all you have to do to know that is just what I'm doing. Sit in one and look around. Luxury is what Electra is all about. We are Ken and Sasha, better known as Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for joining us for this hour. 
The 2020 Toyota Supra is the first new Supra offered for sale in the United States in 21 years. Now, were they able to like import or like specialty order the Supra? No, they so just this didn't. Is fr- this is brand new fifth generation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason why it wasn't offered in the United States before now? Well, it was. It's just been 20 years. I That's mean, why I'm asking. I mean, is there a reason why? I don't think any specific reason. Sales probably cooled off. It got to a point where they could utilize the plant better building something else. Okay. A uh, couple of things to note about this one. This is fifth generation. Okay. It's known internally as the GR Supra. And as I'd like to say, it may have the soul of a Toyota, but it has the heart of a BMW. Which means that... That six-cylinder inline six yep. is BMW. Yep. Now let's talk about this a minute. Okay. The reason why an automaker might do something like that. Cost, obviously. I mean, this is a high-performance, probably high-sticker price, low-volume car. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with the 300 series. I mean, that was basically a cheap Mercedes. Well, that's a little more involved because all that, at that time, Daimler Chrysler gave Chrysler was the chassis, and they built a car from there. Ah, uh, yeah, In right. this case, they're giving them the engine. Uh-huh. Uh, they're actually starting uh, with parameters of a BMW Z4 Roadster. Oh. And then the design and everything else from there, uh, they went their separate ways. Um, but it makes it makes total sense to me um, in order to save money. And this is not new, people. Automakers do this all the time, and Toyota's done it before. Uh, the 86, which they got from Subaru, mm-hmm. which is also the Subaru BRZ, um, powered by a Subaru engine. Uh, so they've done that before. Um, I mean, I can talk automakers and automakers. Uh, we talked about the Chrysler 300, yep. which started with the chassis and actually spawned. That was an E-Class. And then actually spawned the Chrysler 300, Dodge Magnum Wagon, and the Dodge Challenger, and the... Uh, the Dodge uh, uh, Barracuda. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Challenger. Challenger. Barracuda. Barracuda. Plymouth Barracuda, Barracuda <laughs> Dodge Challenger. No hate mail, please. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. All came off that chassis. Yeah. Uh, again, the Chrysler Crossfire was basically a uh, Mercedes uh, uh, SLK. So Mercedes sold a lot of their, you know, under the hood stuff, you know, be it their chassis, their... Automakers do it all the time. Yeah, but I mean, do they tend to go after a certain brand other no, than others? No, it's just a matter of convenience. Your Ford Fiesta was a Mazda 2 for the longest time. Okay, that was not my Ford Fiesta. It was a friend's Ford Fiesta. Uh-huh. And I will, it was one and, time, people. I and, drove it one time. And people. <laughs> Uh, your uh, Scion, which was the uh, X, the <gasps> IA four door. Well, they Gosh. built the first and last sedan they ever built, uh, which came out, I believe, 2014, 2015, right before Zion went away. Uh, and it's part of the Corolla family now. Was actually a Mazda 2. Hmm. Built by Mazda in Mexico for Toyota. And uh, when I say lightly done, I mean, lightly done. Right, like they literally <clears throat> just took the emblems off and then slapped on their Well, uh, uh, the Fiat 124 is a glorified Mazda Miata. So, yeah. And it, and again, lightly done. Mm-hmm. But in this case, uh, everybody wins. They tweak the car, uh, and it got its own distinct look and performance tuning by Toyota's Gazoo Racing Motorsports division. So... 
BMW uh, gave up a turbocharged three-liter inline-six. The numbers, in case you were wondering, 335 horsepower, 365 pound-feet of torque, uh, joined to a ZF eight-speed automatic. This thing will hit zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds and has an electronically limited top speed of 155 miles an hour. <laughs> I love how that's electronically limited. Which means it could go higher if they disabled that. Yeah, if you cough, cough, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, well, the bigger thing, people may ask, and you may, if you are a super purist, where is the manual? <laughs> um, Toyota said, well, not available at launch, but it could happen because it might happen. So what they're encouraging, if you want a manual shift Supra, mm -hmm. talk to Toyota now. Probably wouldn't hurt sending... Um, a deposit like they did when the Viper was launched. Back That's in the right. Day. Yep. They weren't going to build that, but so many people sent in deposits. Yeah. They, were they like, went from okay. drawing board to production in like 18 months. Yeah. It wasn't so that long. It, it's, it's doable. Uh, this beautiful thing has a 50-50 weight distribution and a low center of gravity, which you would expect. Uh, the design was actually hinted to in previous years by Toyota's FT1 concept. Uh, and clearly borrows inspiration from the fourth generation Supra for the front fascia, curvish long line, and integrated arching rear spoiler. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead here. And uh, can we just talk for a second about the 8 by 8 touchscreen? And there's a problem. That there's... that there, I, <laughs> I just have a huge issue with these huge monstrosities that they're putting in for the infotainment center. Mm -hmm. Although I love the fact that they don't have the Android Auto. Uh, well, it's true, um, but Apple CarPlay is supported. Yeah, well, I mean, so, there's a uh, reason why Android Auto is not. Well, let's talk safety, and Toyota's big on safety. Of course they are. Standard. Forward collision warning with automatic emergency braking, pedestrian detection, lane departure warning, and roadside assist. Standard. Uh, if you go to the premium, because they're offering it in a base and a premium, right. you can pick up a head-up display. Now, if you're willing to spend an additional $1,195, a driver assist package adds adaptive cruise control, blind spot monitoring, rear cross traffic alert, and parking sensors. And that's either trim level. Now, see, yeah, because I'm all about that, uh, the additional safety package that Toyota tends to put on there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm one of those that, I mean, I love the Toyotas, um, they're right up there with the Hondas. They're mm. they're my other you know unmentioned well, favorite. And you're probably wondering, uh, there will be a launch edition. But in case you're wondering what this puppy is going to start at, that's exactly what I was wondering. The Why? base forty nine thousand nine ninety. Wow. Uh, premium, which is the next trim level up uh -huh. fifty three thousand nine ninety. Okay. And if you're willing to buy one of the first fifteen hundred they sell in the United States, they're calling that the launch edition. Uh huh. That will sell for fifty five thousand two fifty. Uh huh. In addition, delivery charge is $930. Yeah, they can keep it. Oh, now? And the only <laughs> option is the driver assist package or the navigation JBL audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you want performance uh, and, and you don't want to pay Porsche, BMW, and upscale money for it. Tesla? Uh, yeah, or Tesla. This is not a bad price. It really, really isn't for what you're getting. Not to mention you're getting rock-solid Toyota quality. The thing won't break.
And there ain't nothing wrong with that, particularly when you're dropping that kind of money. So, food for thought. When we return, it's Tech with Sasha, of course. And she's looking forward to sharing her information with you. So don't you dare leave. Roadworthy Drive is America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken and Sasha. So glad you could drop by. (laughs) I had to think about that for a minute. Did you? Ken... And, and Sasha. Sasha. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you pointed to yourself when you said and Sasha, though. You got that mixed up because I am Sasha. Ah, you are Ken. Okay. Yeah. Glad. glad. Thank you for straightening not, that out. Not a problem. Not I, a problem. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about our show and figure out who is who, <laughs> uh, visit the website. That's roadworthydrive.com. Mm. We have pictures, information, audio clips of past shows, and so much more we do um it's a great way to keep up with us on social media uh mm-hmm. we have of course you know the road you drive facebook page yeah like us on facebook yeah yeah we're still there um we're also on snapchat instagram and we do a twiddle in and uh, I, I, th- I heard that was contagious <laughs> do you have to be inoculated for that uh, twitter pated is ah. is what you were thinking ah. of and yeah no that happens in the spring ah tends th- to happen thank you for yes. that yeah. yes okay. um so the roadworthydrive.com is where you would want to go to for wheels of non-consent mm-hmm. and of course tech with sasha of course though right uh-huh. so that way you can actually see the links and you know make sure that i'm actually pulling up stuff the factual in case any of you want to go into the weeds with uh, me hold on I- uh, real facts though Real facts. Real facts. Yeah, not made up facts. No, no. not. No. And you know what? Not alternative facts. And not opinionated facts. No, but facts. Real facts. We keep the facts. And the opinions Yeah, they separated. Separate. Thank you. Yes, while we're not talking. Be, yeah, not to mean, and they don't get Twitter-pated at all. <laughs> There's no Twitter-pation. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, okay, folks, wow. so be sure to check it out. And now, because the suits tell me it's now, yes. it's time for Tech with Sasha. I know, and it hurts you so much to just hand over that mic, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, you I, will get this mic when you pry, when you pry my cold, <laughs> dead. dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it feels like sometimes. Really? Yeah. So anyway, um, welcome to Tech with Sasha. Today, I was actually going to go into construction equipment, uh, mainly because I started out in, uh, of course, researching stories for Roadworthy Drive. And I stumbled across one um, new drone uh, company with a new design that I thought was really cool. And, of course, Mr. Chester is making me stay around mobility. And Yeah, I know- it's a thing, you know, roadworthy drive. <laughs> and with all of the auto shows that are hitting, um, it started off with John Deere. John Deere. John is- Deere Green. John Deere is trying to make sure that people understand that they are also a tech company. And I think Let a lot- Let us three feet high. Right. Stop it. Really? You're going to yeah. go into Colin Ray now? No, and actually that's Joe Diffie. Joe Thank Diffie, you very much. that's right. John Deere Green. Yeah, John Deere Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not climbing any water- Towers? Yeah, we're not doing that. Stop it. But he used and- red. <laughs> well, he's used green. He used green. That was yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Even well, though the whole town said- Yeah, that he should have used red. Stop it. Okay. But it looked good to he- Charlene- Oh, my gosh. Okay. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it started out with John Deere and them trying to tell people that, 
you know, hey, we are still looking into technology. We're still a technology company. We're still trying to make sure that farmers have the latest in agricultural technology. And it had me kind of curious uh, because I do have another friend that is very, very involved with construction. And um, I was kind of curious, where is that coming along? So I found some very interesting news. Evidently, Volvo CE, um, which is the Volvo Construction Equipment subsidiary, they actually have an electrified, um, they're doing the electrical, like small vehicles. So like your esca- or your, yeah, your excavators, um, your dump trucks. Um, or okay. your dumper trucks. Qu- question. You say they're electrified. Yes. Will I get electrocuted? You will not get electrocuted. Oh. Well, you said they were electrified, so I didn't know if they were safe <laughs> to touch. They're electric powered. Oh, gotcha. Electric powered. Thank you. Are you okay now? I will be. Okay. So they put in a, if you could believe this, 700 kilowatt battery pack. Ah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They are, and that weighs how many tons? I they did not get into that. That's heavy. Yeah, I mean it is crazy, crazy, crazy. They are saying that their first new electric machines are going to be unveiled at the Buma Expedition in um, April of this year. Yeah, where is that? Buma, the country. Uh, spell, I, that, spell that for me. B A U M A. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But that's where they're actually going to reveal that, and that's coming from Volvo, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Again, they really didn't go into, like, what it's going to be capable of as far as payload. So here's the the question, if I may interrupt you. How many different electric vehicles are they actually introducing? Okay, so we've got – I'm glad that you asked that. Uh We have Volvo. Well, actually, I was asking specifically about Volvo. Oh, Volvo, it literally said that they have four new electric compact – um, okay. excavators so, and wheel loaders. Okay, so excavate excavators yeah. and wheel loaders yep. so far. Yep. Uh, okay, yep. go ahead. And they said that they hope to stop new diesel engine development on models that are going electric. W- so wait a minute, they're kicking the diesel to the curb? They are, which is exactly what I told you would happen. What, why they be because hating on the more, diesel? Because it's it costs more. What have they got against Caterpillar and Cummings? Re- uh, speaking of Cummings... Hyundai and Cummings unveiled their jointly developed electric mini excavator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I say, whoa. I say, blasphemy, I say. No. Blasphemy, no, I say. Bla- Cummings yes. is a diesel yes. engine manufacturer. Uh huh. Yes, they are. And- Pook on your pox, woman. <laughs> and why are you announced- speaking? Why are you speaking blasphemy? Over this microphone. Last, last part of last year, they announced that Hyundai Construction Equipment and Cummins have de- they are working together to develop electrified hev- heavy equipment. So they're not doing just the smaller ones. Um, they've got a mini excavator that is currently unnamed, as in it's intended for strictly for testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. They said that they provide 35 kilowatt of total energy. Okay, so that's kind of small. Right, and it's they're talking about how it's powered by eight flexible battery modules that were created by Cummins. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Crickets. Yeah. What? Yeah. With a three. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold it. <laughs> Did I mention to you? That Cummins. <laughs> yes. Is a diesel. Yes, it is. Heavy diesel. Uh huh. Engine, but they manufacturer. Also, they also want to stay relevant, and contrary to what anybody wants to say, uh, 
fossil fuels as a energy source is a dying case. Okay, wait a minute. And What's going on, Indiana? Stop C- it. Cummins is, stop being bla- it. is blaspheming. Now, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Three-hour charge, this excavator mm. can work eight-hour shift. Okay. Doing so quietly and without any emissions. Okay. They're also saying that it would actually allow them to work different kinds of hours because the equipment is so quiet. In different locations. In different locations because a lot of towns and cities have a time where they have to stop. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to work past yeah. a certain time. Man, got to get asleep. Right. Well, now the other one that it's Scandinavia. Uh, Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Um, they are actually Caterpillar is working on their new zero emission 25 inch electric excavator. Okay, you, you still <laughs> ca- Caterpillar 2? Caterpillar 2. Oh, man. All of these companies are trying to stay relevant. What is and- going on in the world? <laughs> Cummins, I thought pigs are flying. Next thing you see, pigs flying. Cummins and Caterpillar are walking away from diesel engines. Yep. What, what's next? Oh, there's going to be coming up more. F- so you flying want- tractors? Yeah. Hey. I'm just, I'm just saying. Farms in the sky? Could be. Okay, folks, when we return, finally, more tech with Sasha. Of course. Of course. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. You're listening to America's premier mobility news and technology talk show, Roadworthy Drive with your tour guides, in-house Ken and Sasha. Glad you could make it. Now, without further ado, and under duress uh, from the suits, (laughs) back to Tech with Sasha. Yes. So in last segment, we were talking about electric construction equipment and kind of broke the brown shell that some popular brands that people normally equate with strong, durable diesel engines is making the switch to electric. I still think it's blasphemy. I'm just saying. Caterpillar Cummins, and Cummins. Come Caterpillar on. Caterpillar and Cummins. Now, what, what, what's next? Hold on. With, Flying combines? <laughs> you know, they do actually have the farms that they actually, um, where it's not I, like in I a know. field I, I'm, anymore. Can't, I can't. No? no? Can't float that? Leave Farmville alone. Uh, I, I never yeah. played that. Ugh. Ever. Neither have I. Okay, so anyway... Um, With Caterpillar, that's a different kind of story, okay? With Caterpillar, there's a company called Pawn Equipment. That's P-O-N. P-O-N, P-O-N, yes. Uh, And they are specifically talking about Scandinavia. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because they are, it's one of those countries where they are making a strong stance against fossil fuels. Oh, so they ain't got no love for America, Pawn? Caterpillar has to take this, can't bring it home? Just saying. Are you done? Yeah. Kind of. Just stay over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Pawnee equipment in association with Caterpillar has developed a zero emission 25 inch electric excavator. Now, the excavators seem to be like the most popular. I think, you know, somebody developed one and then everybody else jumped on the bandwagon. But with Pawnee equipment, they're actually selling a retrofitted equipment that will actually go on and the caterpillar just mainly supplied the uh the software and the equipment so basically what you're saying is if i've got a diesel powered mini excavator now yes that's a caterpillar yeah that i can retrofit it replace the diesel engine with this electric stuff yes 
And they are saying with this machine, with the pawn equipment, uh, one machine can operate up to seven hours on a single charge. And if you're ready for this, one hour charge time. Sign me up. Right? One hour charge time using a 400 volt charger gives enough power to do another hour of work. If a one hour thousand volt charger is available a full battery charge can be obtained in about 90 minutes okay they're being a little bit disingenuous mm -hmm. the highest power we've seen was porsche at 800 yep yeah so I, you know i uh, i don't see that happening at oh, least I, do. Any t I mean eventually but porsche is still on the top end even the teslas are 350 yeah but see you're talking about you're talking about motorized um, civilian machines, right. okay? But we've really never heard anything in the commercial side about uh, high-voltage, fast chargers. I think that it's going to get to that point. It has to. Companies are going to want the same savings that you know consumers are. Well, let's and, let's hope these things don't catch fire and bust out. Uh, well, no, no. Now you're just now you're just being persmickety. I am. Yes. So anyway, caterpillar though. <laughs> Um, the electric digger, again, is intended for urban areas where noise and emission standards are becoming increasingly restrictive. And we're actually actually seeing that here in the United States. I mean, a lot of your small town communities or even in your larger urban areas, they will tell them that you are not allowed to do this after a certain hour. Yeah, but Caterpillar can't bring Stop. an electric excavator home. Stop it. And help a brother out. Now, they are... Plan they have for plans. Um, I'm not sure if they're actually going to allow it to come to the United States. Yeah, well, that could be a thing, right? So then, um, the last thing that I had, mm -hmm. which it drum roll for this, mm -hmm. we are going to be talking about a delivery drone using bird inspired legs to literally jump off the ground. Or jump into the air, depending on how you want to visualize that. I got nothing. Do you not? Not a thing. It's so cool, and I can't wait to post pictures of this. It literally looks like if you were to take a uh, a jet plane and then add legs to it. Like, it looks like a frog kind of meets with a bird of some kind. Does that mean a snake's going to eat it? <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> Nat Geo Wild. I'm just saying. I've seen some so, things. It's called Passerine. Passerine. Spell that. P-A-S-S-E-R-I-N-E. -S -S -E. Okay. Where are they from? They are actually from... Didn't you say they were South African? I do want to say that they were South African, but uh -huh. let me just double check that. Yes, they are a South African startup, um, and they want to use wings to fly efficiently, but relying on the legs and feet for takeoff and landing. So they basically are looking to establish a more... Uh, stable landing and takeoff with the legs available for that. Um, <laughs> they actually named their initial drone Sparrow. I would have named it Froggy, but that's me. Stop it. No, that's we're, not, me. we're not doing Froggy. But it was one of those where they have, like right now, they're thinking that Sparrow um, will offer like a five pound payload. It's not very long. Um, they're thinking that he's only going to get, oh, what did he say? I, I don't think that they're going to be like the charging, um, but they're looking for, you know, longer endurance. The way that the body is, they're saying that it's very groundbreaking. 
Are you st- you're taking my sheet there? I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I, I was curious how the, they would use this. Uh-huh. And they were talking cargo transport. Yes. Surveying. Yes. Surveillance. That yes. concerns me. Infrastructure monitoring. Why would you why would you be concerned about surveillance? Uh, privacy issues. No, that can't be. Right. No, no. Passerine, as it as it says in bold, has their eye on drone delivery at the moment where payload range and speed are all critical and being able to take off and land without requiring infrastructure like runways <laughs> opens um, opens up many more options. So they're not saying like if you were to see a picture of this, this guy's kneeling next to it and it's fairly small. Um, I think it only weighs like two pounds. It's a frog. <laughs> it's, it looks like a passenger. But what they're thinking is as they actually get bigger, um, the ability to vertically take off and land has been an ongoing issue, especially with delivery-centered drones. Well, I'll make this point. They're talking about this particular aircraft will be remotely piloted with the help of an onboard controller, yeah. but eventually will be fully autonomous. Yeah. In the words of a dear friend of ours, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Well, I mean, all your aircraft and your your um, drones are eventually going to be all autonomous. I mean, that's yeah, just the I'm way not it is. worried. Huh. Are you not? Nah. Are you sure? No. Ah, I'm worried. <laughs> so if you see, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Duck. It's a passerine. Uh, passerine. No, no, it's a frog. <laughs> With wings. Oh, my. And rotors. Oh, my. Yeah. And it's the thing. Mm. It's the real thing. Yes, it is. Oh, my. Oh, well. And that is all the time we have for this week. Be sure to join Sasha and myself next week when we come back refreshed and equipped with the latest in mobility news and technology. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.